In his book called God's Best Kept Secret, Mark Malding unpacks the beautiful message that this Christian life is not in struggling, but it's in resting in who God wants us to become. His great book, God's Best Kept Secret, Christianity is Easier Than You Think. Mark Malding is my guest today here on Babby's House. Stay tuned. Babby's House is coming to you right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Babby's House. Thank you for joining me today. Today is a great time for you to tune in to our show. Mark Malding is a wonderful author, and he's written a book called God's Best Kept Secret, Christianity is Easier Than You Think. Oftentimes we think that in this Christian life, we, it's, a, it's a list of things that we have to do to accomplish, to struggle, to, to get God to love us. Well, we know that Christian, this Christian life, and Mark Malding reveals in his book, God's Best Kept Secret, that this Christian walk is about resting, not in running. It's about, it's about trusting, not in struggling or trying. And so he will bring out these great points in his book as we have this great conversation about his book, God's Best Kept Secret. Stick around for that. I want to open up today's show with one of my favorite songs, and it's called Shine the Light. And I wrote this song many years ago with my good friend Anita Renfro, and the message still stands true today that God wants us to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father who is in heaven. In the parking lot of the coffee shop just the other day, she smiled and she said, well, I'm doing okay, and I felt her pain. I took her hand in mine, said it's gonna work out fine. But as she turned, I wondered, did I just hand her a line? What she needed most was a word of hope and a prayer or two. A little more time at a time we were could pull her through and so I think of her and I wonder too is anybody hurting sitting right next to you shine the light share your faith show the world that Jesus is Jesus is the way Together we can make a difference Be a beacon in the dark of night Share your faith, hold it high Shine the light Anywhere you go, any country road Or city street Any lonely life or hurting Somebody in need, they all ask one thing, where is love and truth? But if you know Jesus, 
Thank you for coming back to Babby's house. Our very special guest today is Mark Malding, and he is the founder and the president of Grace Life International in Charlotte, North Carolina, one of the largest counseling and teaching ministries in the United States. He is the author of the best-selling book, God's Best Kept Secret, Christianity is Easier Than You Think. Mark Malding, thanks for being my guest today on the show. I'm so glad to be here. Glad to have you, and congratulations on your book, God's Best Kept Secret. Thank you. It's a very intriguing title, and it makes us want to jump in. So let's, let's do just that. Tell us what inspired this book, God's Best Kept Secret. Well, it started many years ago as my staff and I were counseling Christians primarily. And one of the things we noticed was that many of them are discouraged. They're actually disillusioned. And more than that, Christianity is kind of stressing them out. But there's a reason for that. It's because their perspective of Christianity is actually way off base. And what we began to help people understand and have done through the years is that God is a lot better than you think he is. And actually, you're a lot better than you think you are. And that's the gospel that he offers to us. But it's like it's a secret. It's like it's almost one of the best kept secrets in Christendom because many people see Christianity and God in themselves in a, in a very, very poor light. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's stop there and talk about that for a moment. Let's first of all put a, a highlight on the first statement that you made is that God is better than we think he is. We have this preconceived idea that God is an ogre, you know, that he's, he's wagging his finger at the bad things we do. He is judgmental. He is ready to banish us from his presence the moment that we do wrong. Can you help set that record straight? I can. I'd, I'd love to. So when we look at the beginning in Genesis, one of the things we see is when God created Adam, it says that he breathed into him the breath of life. Now, that's an interesting phrase in the Hebrew because breath there means spirit, and the word life is actually plural. See, if God were religious, 
he wouldn't have breathed the breath of life into him because the breath of life there actually represents the Trinity uniting themselves to Adam. And, and you, you get a little picture, you get a little view into the window of the Trinity early on because it says, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make man in our own image. Mm -hmm. And so what we know from Scripture is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for all of eternity have loved each other. There's been this fellowship, uh, not of the rings, but of the Trinity that was joyful. Some have called it a divine dance. And, you, and it's like they, they planned and said, this is so great. Let's create someone, a group of people that we can share ourselves with, mm. that we can invite into this kind of relationship that we have. And so he unites himself to Adam. Now, if God had been religious and judgmental and an ogre, all the things that you just mentioned, as soon as Adam had been created, stood to his feet, he would have said, here's the Ten Commandments. Go do these and I'll be happy with you. That's not what he did at all. He invited Adam to let him love him from the inside, to live through him, and then just go do what God told him to do, to live loved. Yes, that's beautiful. It reminds me of the book of the Revelation, chapter 4, verse 11, that says, And for thy pleasure they were, well, thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they were and are created. So we were created because God took pleasure in creating us. Yes, he did. And he takes pleasure in having a relationship with us. Yes, he does. And he takes pleasure, just like I take pleasure in my children, and you take pleasure in your relationships. He takes pleasure in having a relationship with us. Yes, exactly. exactly. Thank you for, for helping us to understand that God loves us, and he wants to have this relationship, and he wants us to love him back. And he does. And he loves us from the inside as Christians. He's not way up there trying to love us from heaven. He's there. But he loves us from the inside. And that's often what is missing, I think, in people's view of Christianity. Mm -hmm. That Jesus is in us to love us from within. It's very intimate. It's, it's, in, in fact, we are called the bride of Christ. Yes. Like the, the human union between a husband and wife, we have this spiritual union with Christ in us. Yes, he loves us from the heart. Yeah. Yes, I love that. So now let's talk about the next part, that we are better than we think. Amen. Talk about that. Yes. So here, here's what happens. We have grown up in a world, and, I, and my staff and I have, we've counseled and taught all people from all across the country because we do local, regional, national, and we've also taught internationally as well. And we find no matter the culture, there's something the enemy has told people. And it's this, God defines you by your behavior. Whatever you do is who you are. And so if you fail a lot, you're a failure. If you sin a lot, you're just a big old sinner. Uh, if you feel like you're not enough, that's just who you are. And you, you act that way. If you lost, way. then you're a loser. Whatever. Exactly. That's, that what you exactly. do is what defines you. That's, that's the world's uh, idea or definition of who we are. Yes. And so what we're, what we're doing as Christians unwittingly is we're actually listening to the enemy tell us who we are. And we're agreeing with him because those thoughts come into our heads. Someone has said the scene of the crime is in the mind. And that means the enemy's putting thoughts in our head. They sound like us talking, by the way, because he's a deceiver. They sound like us. And he's telling us how awful we are, how we have just, we're messed up. And because we're agreeing with him, we don't realize it. So what we need to do is find out, well, what does God think of me? Because his thoughts towards us and about us, they're very, very different. 
They're very, very encouraging. In fact, uh, we are so much better than when we showed up on planet Earth that we don't realize, in a sense, how much better we are as these new creations. Hmm. So we need to learn what our Father thinks, stop agreeing with the enemy, and start agreeing with God, and rehearse those thoughts instead of those other, really what I call stinking thinking yes. thoughts. This is very uplifting, very uplifting. Your, your subtitle says Christianity is easier than you think. What do you mean by that? Well, most of us don't. It's kind of on the line of our, think, of our conversation right now, but, in, but answer that question, question for me the, about the subtitle that Christianity is easier than we think. Well, let's go back to the garden for a minute. So God says he put two trees in the middle of the garden. They were real trees, but they're representative of two different ways of living, especially for us as Christians. There's a tree of life that represented Jesus living from the one whom God had actually breathed into us. There's a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's the tree, and, and think about it, it's not just a tree of a knowledge of evil. It's also the tree of the knowledge of good. Let's translate that into our terminology today, right and wrong. So many Christians believe God is requiring this whole idea of you gotta get it right, you gotta get Christianity right, you better obey me, and if you do, then I'll bless you. I'll love you more. I'll like you more. If you don't, I'll, I'll punish you. And, and so what has happened is the view of Christianity that many, many Christians have is this. If God is all about right and wrong, obedience and sin, I need to have a mental checklist and I better make sure I check those boxes off every day. Like I better pray long enough. I better read the Bible long enough. I better serve long enough. Yeah, and those are all, that's a list of do's and don'ts. And when we come back, we're going to pick up where we left off, all right? I'm speaking with Mark Malding in his great book that called God's Best Kept Secret. Stick around. We're going to continue our conversation after this break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Babby's House after this. Well, welcome back to Babby's House. I hope you are enjoying this great conversation because for me, it is totally life-giving. You know, whenever we can transform the way that we think, it's like taking in a deep breath of fresh air. When we dismiss the lies that the enemy has tried to uh, engrave on our hearts and we keep our mind on the way that that God loves us and the way that Christ embraces us, it's like a breath of fresh air and a deep, long drink of cool water. And so, Mark Malding, thank you for writing this book called God's Best Kept Secret, Christianity is Easier Than You Think. We are working too hard. We, Jesus has come that we might have grace. And that's what this book is about, em embracing a life of grace. And so we talked about uh, the, the subtitle, Christianity is Easier Than You Think. So recap for us and then continue. So we've made Christianity into a checklist. We've taken good things like prayer, reading the Bible, serving. We've turned them into a checklist thinking if I do these, I'll have a good day. God will bless me. He'll love me. The reality is we need to do those not for that reason. We need to do them because we have this relationship with Christ in us. You see, God never intended us to make this thing about trying harder to get it right and trying harder. I call it try harder Christianity. Yeah. There's no such thing as try harder Christianity. It's trust him Christianity. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. But it's not 
is, is trusting the one who's in us to, again, to love us, but then to express himself through us, our personality, our gifts into our sphere of influence, our relationships, our parenting, our marriage, our singleness, whatever it may be, our job, everywhere we go, letting him live through us, not in a religious way, but just in a very natural, normal way. And it's trusting Christ in him. That's why it's easier than you think. Now, don't get me wrong. Christianity is impossible. Nobody gets it perfectly, but God is not expecting that. He's not looking Jesus at our Jesus has already done that. He's done that. <laughs> Amen. He, he, he did that for us. We trust him in us. Amen. So for that person who is watching today, who has been trained, uh, who's, been, who's believed, do more, do better. God will love you if you do. He'll punish you if you don't. We, you call that, and I've heard the term, stinking thinking. It's not true. Jesus has already done the hard work. We don't, we don't do these things because we have to. We do them because we want to out of, a, out of a deep, intimate, personal relationship with Jesus. But for that person who is struggling with performance, help them take the first step. Well, one of the first things I would say is, it's like a lady that I saw one time. She was given an award in church. And as soon as she was given it, she like played the piano, I think, for 30 years. She said, well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Well, I knew what she was saying. She was saying, the Lord has done this and I give him praise. But that kind of thinking about I'm just a sinner saved by grace, it's not true. Yes, we still sin, but God defines us by the new birth, not by our behavior. Jesus is the one who's made us someone new. So we need to see what the scripture says. For example, God says that we're the righteousness of God in Christ. I actually write about this in a free book I've got on godsbestkeptsecret.com. It's not just this book, but this one's a free book that anybody can get. And in that I talk about the only way to know God likes you, not just loves you, but likes you, you gotta know he, that you are righteous in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, any man being Christ is a new creature, creation. We're familiar with that one. Four verses later though, he tells us just how much of a new creation we are. He says that in him, we have become, in Christ, we have become the righteousness of God in Christ. People who start believing that, it changes their life. It's like life guy, changing. Absolutely. A guy came to see me the other day and he was depressed and discouraged. And by the way, he was a pastor as well. And we see people from all walks of life. But he was a pastor. And I said, let me ask you something. How righteous are you? He thought for a moment. He said, well, it depends on the day. Mm. And, and I said, so what you're telling me is, is the days you feel like you obey, you're righteous. The days you don't, you're unrighteous. He said, yeah. And you know, also our righteousness is this filthy rag. I said, you're right. On mm. our own, we've got nothing there. But we've not only been given this, it's our identity. It's, it's what it means to be a child of God. It's who we actually are. He left with hope that day. Yeah. He left with courage and encouragement, believing, wait a minute, maybe I'm somebody different than I thought I was. Yes. And, he, and he actually is. That's well, the true. truth just does transform our thinking. The truth does transform our thinking and the way we live. That's right. Well, let's talk about... Um, your, your ministry. Let's talk about your counseling ministry uh, there in North, Car uh, North Carolina in Charlotte. It is uh, Grace Life in International in Charlotte, North Carolina. Talk to me about the services that you all offer there. Yeah, so we offer uh, four things. Biblical Christ-centered counseling, 
coaching, teaching, as well as training in how to help others understand how to live a life of grace, how to live life easier as a Christian than, you know, we might think it is. The counseling, we do a lot of that. And, and it's not just local. Uh, we have people who call us from all over the country. Uh, a psychiatrist actually called us from the West Coast recently. Said, I heard about this. I read your book. And I realize I help people, but as a Christian, I need some help. We have somebody that called us from Germany. See, we can do counseling online now because of the wonder of technology. So we do that. We also provide life coaching. Some people don't have any present problems. They're just wondering, what's God's purpose for my future? Or we how, can I, be, how can I do what I, the gifts that, he, what, that he's called me to do more effectively? Yes. Get more joy out of it. How can yes. I exercise my gifts and talents? That's right. I get that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we help them discover that. We also teach this, this wonderful truth uh, called the gospel, the new covenant, as, as Paul called it. We're, we're made uh, adequate as, as uh, ministers of the new covenant, he said in 2 Corinthians 5. And then we train people who get excited about this. They get a taste of it and they say, tell me how to tell other people. I want to go deeper. I want to share it with other people. And so we actually train them how not so much to counsel people, but just to cross a cup of coffee to disciple people very relationally with folks. So those are the four things that God's called us to do. And we know what our lane is. We try to stay in it. We're not a church. We're a ministry, a faith ministry, and we just believe God's called us to do these things. A moment ago, I sang the song called Shine the Light, and I'm glad to hear you say that you uh, train believers how to share their faith. And um, I read a statistic the other day that in our culture in which we live, a majority of people sitting in the pew believe that it is the pastor's job or maybe a professional like you, it is more their job to share our faith. And uh, I'm just grateful to hear that you're training Christians how to actively share their faith across the table over a cup of coffee. Talk a little bit more about that. Well, uh, you know, if, if you really get excited about something, you can't be quiet. When people begin to understand Jesus is in me to love me, and God likes me and God's not mad at me because he took all his punishment off of me and put it on Jesus. When yes. they start understanding that, they begin to get really, really excited. Yes. And you can't get them to be quiet. Sometimes you have to say, well, slow down a little bit here because <laughs> you're almost becoming offensive. So we try to help them understand the message deeper. Yes. And also of who God is in them and who they are in Christ. But then how can I share this in a way that people will listen, that is clear, that makes sense? Yes. And so we actually have uh, two classes per year, one during the morning and one in the evening that people can take online or with us live in our office. Very good. Mark Malding, thank you for coming our way. And thank you for telling us about your book, God's Best Kept Secret, Christianity is Easier Than You Think by Mark Malding. Tell us how to get in touch with you. Give us a website. So just go to godsbestkeptsecret.com. It'll tell you all about the book that I've, uh, we're talking about today, God's Best Kept Secret. And again, there's a free ebook if people want that one that's of no cost at all, but it's godsbestkeptsecret.com. Thanks again for being with us, all right? My pleasure, thank Appreciate you. Appreciate that. And to you, dear friend, thank you so very much for watching Babby's House. Today's show has just been transformational for me. It just gives me so much joy to speak out the truths of God's Word and to have people like Mark Malding on to celebrate what Jesus has done for us. Thanks again for watching Babby's House. And until the next time we get together, may the Lord God bless you and yours real good. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>